This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into signed MMA memorabilia, pro wrestling memorabilia, any sports memorabilia, please visit firstworld.ca, use promo code THEPODCAST20. They got everything, like I said, from MMA to pro wrestling to comic books, anything you need or want, old wrestling figures, they got it. Best thing is, they ship worldwide, even better, they update daily, so please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, please visit LegacySubs.com, use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They have everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything you need or want that makes you feel great, makes you look great. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySubs.com. And if you're into video games and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com. For great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy VI, and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs, phone cases, anything you need or want. It is there. But the most important thing, the easiest thing, the best thing to do, and it's free, is to rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is a mixed martial artist and pro wrestler who has wrestled for CMLL, Impact, AEW, and recently featured on Ring of Honor, most specifically at Final Battle, as a member of Shane Taylor Promotions, the complete fighter, J.D. Griffey. What's happening? What's happening? Thank you for having me on. An honor and a privilege. Appreciate it. And uh, let's get, man, let's get right into it, you know, let's, let's get no, to it. No, for sure, for sure, and, okay, okay. What's understood, I've got to be explained, let's get to it, you know what I'm saying, let's get it. Okay, let's see now, because I, I want to make this competitive between you and either former members of STP or current members, because I've had Shane on, mm. I've had Khan on, mm. now I have you on, and I had O'Shea as well. Yeah, Big Bob 
bro. Shane told me about you already, bro. Oh, okay, he said okay. you a cool dude. He said you a cool dude. But he said we gonna. We, he said it, it, it get heavy. So we get. About to get happy. Let's get happy. <laughs> Let's do this, my friend. Okay, so I'm into a bunch of stuff that you're into right off the bat. I love MMA, as the listeners know. I love pro wrestling. What came first for you, MMA or pro wrestling? Uh, pro wrestling came first, but martial arts was like the first thing. Like you know, as a kid, you have those conscious memories. You can remember like your first few conscious memories. Sure. You know, mine were like going to uh class uh to to training and stuff like that a lot of my first conscious memories were you know me walking behind my dad carrying my little bag and (laughs) you know he's going to train and i'm going to you know stuff like that and so i was always on the mats uh from a very early age on the bags very early age and it started out just kind of imitating what I saw my dad or my okay. uncle or my dad's friends doing, you know. Sure. And then uh, I, I started to, uh, when I told him I wanted to do it, uh, martial arts, he was just like, look, listen, you know, if you're going to do it, you're going to go all in. And so uh, my first few years of martial arts was just me finding a discipline or disciplines that right. were conducive to what I wanted out of martial arts, be it, you know, I mean, you, you already know how it is, uh, different the person's personality will dictate what disciplines sure. they find. Uh, of course, you know uh, the 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 easiest to absorb or more difficult to absorb and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So my first few years was just my dad being like, "I want to be thorough," and so I kind of got everything thrown at me. Uh, so I was in martial arts. My first conscious memories are martial arts memories, wow. and then uh, I I got into pro wrestling uh, after college. But uh, I, I told my dad I wanted to wrestle coming straight out of high school. Oh, Things like, well, if you go to school first, yeah. if, you know, go to school. And then if you still want to do that, because, uh, you know, teenagers, we go through phase. Like, I want to be this. I want to be that. Of I want to be this. I want to be that. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, son, uh, you finish school and then we'll talk. You know, sure. if you still want to do that, then I'll pay for everything. I'll, I'll house you. I'll do all I'll do all of those things oh, no, awesome. so that you, you got a good launching point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My dad was fantastic. Um, and so, like, uh, I finished school, went to uh, Killer Tim Brooks' school, okay. and kind of got in right there. And then uh, Killer let me also do additional training at Skandar Akbar's. Oh, so wow. I, yeah. So I, yeah, so I was learning from everywhere. I was at the feet. Yeah, I was at the feet of Hall of Famers and legends in this industry uh, off the rip. You know what I mean? And right. so, uh, and from there. Uh, I got in, I kind of got thrown into the fire in pro wrestling, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Okay. Uh, so I was trying to be the traditional pro wrestler, uh, you know, boots, trunks, that uh, whole thing, tape. And it was always, I mean, I was good. Right? Sure. I was fine. I was good. <laughs> I could bump. I could sell. I could do all. But I, I, I hadn't found out me. Because for okay. me, as a martial artist, you already know, the thought of being on a mat with shoes on feels wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's pro wrestling. So you got to go into, you know, doing all of that. So I think pro wrestling did that thing, uh, went to uh, finally do MMA, pursue it as an amateur and as a professional and things of that nature. And then came, when I came back to wrestling, that was where I was like, oh, I'm just going to be a crossover. And so it was actually, to answer your okay. question, pro wrestling came first. first okay. Then mixed martial arts, but martial arts was my first love. So that was okay. So now, for people like me, yeah. 
I didn't grow up with MMA because it wasn't even around at the time. Like yeah, UFC broke in in like the I guess I shouldn't say early nineties, but it really got more popular yeah, mid nineties to late. Yeah, mid nineties, early two thousand. Exactly. So for in, in your case, or even in your dad's case, what made him yeah. like martial arts when it wasn't even featured on TV yet? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think um, you know I, I come from a a decently privileged background. Okay. So you know a lot of those people aren't really tough. Sure. You know, <laughs> you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and so it was one of those things. I think it was something that was already generationally established okay. in my bloodline. So by the time I could, like, it was one of those things. Like, dad was already doing it, so I was going. But I think it was just him, uh, just wanting to be the best version of himself. You know, my dad was always, okay. you That's know. Fair in school he was always you know studying like so he was always just he was obsessed with bettering himself and so i think it was just that like it was like he wanted to be good at combat sports and then i think that's probably how it started and then the journey was he just kind of fell in love with it a little bit i guess you would say and then but um yeah i think he was probably inspired by the usual uh since it wasn't on tv like as a sport you know probably watch movies you know i was gonna say that's that's what that broke kind of, me in you know what i mean i feel because he used to be like the biggest fan of like uh i don't know if you remember this show it used to be this uh, it's like this old show and i was really little. it was uh a walker texas ranger oh, oh yeah oh man you make me feel old he, my friend listen no 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 listen <laughs> he bro no <laughs> okay. every day bro listen i mean every like he was watching some walker texas ranger like Every day. And so, yeah, he always grabbed it. Like, I remember watching Bloodsport when I was oh, little. And my dad would, like, my have it on repeat. Yeah, man. And then, you know. And then Paco was, like, the, the guy in the movie tie shorts, you know, yep. fighting Frank Dukes and stuff. And so I immediately was, like, that guy. Right? And so I think my dad realized, you. like, I was going to gravitate towards being a striker in Muay Thai yeah, very yeah. early because <laughs> I liked Tong Po. Uh, and then uh, Paco from yeah Paco from uh, uh, Bloodsport and things yeah. like that. And so again, I didn't even know anything about these disciplines and the things like that. Yeah. It was just like I like the guy with the short shorts that used his knees and his elbows. Right? I was like, I thought that was different. Everybody was punching and kicking, but this guy was knees and elbows and thing. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I think for my dad, it was probably watching those movies. And I think for me, it was watching those movies and seeing how he reacted to it and you kind of you know with your parents you kind of gravitate to what they they gravitate towards you know well it depends though like in my case no because well first off there's a big age gap because i was a mistake so i came yeah. late in their lives and second ah, i'm yeah, I was a mistake. That's it. <laughs> like, stiff shot, bro. Yikes. <laughs> and, and plus my parents are immigrants so their lifestyle back home is totally different than the north american lifestyle here like you know what i mean so oh, we have yeah, my, my parents born raised in Portugal and then they immigrated over here to to, oh, yeah, yeah. to Toronto, right? And I was born here. That's what I'm saying. Like even my brothers were born in Portugal. I was the only one born here. And I we had like nothing in common. Like even me and my brothers, even though we're even us, we're like ten years apart. And the only thing we really had in common was sports and music. But other than that, like like you know what I mean? It's like even I I said it before on the show, one of my earliest memories of wrestling, like how you say those peak memories, like when you think back, is I remember as a child when the WWF logo came on the screen before Superstars or Challenge. And yeah. then all of a sudden you see the guy start wrestling and, and it would make me cry as a child. Like I was like three or four. <laughs> yeah. And my brothers loved wrestling back then. But then they fell off of it and I never remembered them watching wrestling. And then I got into it again once oh, I guess oh, the Hogan oh, era started and Ultimate Warrior. Oh, it was like. 
inverted a little bit. Yeah, right? So it was like, and then it just clicked. It was like, oh, this is what I want. And the same thing with you. Like, gravitate towards the strikers. Even when I play Street Fighter, my favorite guy is Saget. Like, I just love, like, the Muay Thai-based stuff. Like, I'm a boxing fan, yes, but I think it's like chess compared to checkers when you incorporate knees, elbows. Like, like, you know, it's such a... And then... MMA came after where you have now grappling and ground game. That just blew my mind. (laughs) And that's the thing. I think it's a beautiful thing um, because you can still be, you can be a a Muay Thai fighter and respect a boxer, a traditional boxer. True. Right. You know, uh, yes, I, I, uh, I'm not Muay, right. But like a boxer, I sit there and I think it doesn't make me diminish his discipline, I think, like, Shane is a boxer. Right. I feel like Shane as a boxer, he's more attentive to direct strikes because mm. the strikes are only coming from up top. It's ones, twos, threes, fours, right? Exactly. Um, and so it's one of those things where it just depends on the combat scenario of who has the advantage. That's true. But that's what I love about martial arts, right? We, us as as... Uh, not Muay strikers, right? Muay Thai strikers. We can understand that, you know, TKD, like a Taekwondo practitioner, we don't really have to worry about them in close quarters. True. Right? Uh, A jujitsu guy, we're not really worried about him in standing up unless he's proficient in a standing art, right? Exactly. But if you go to the ground, you know you're in deep water, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's the beauty of martial arts. There's always like this play of any kind of combat sport. It's always like a a styles clash, a no puns of the industry that I'm in, but it, it's always like, you know, a styles clash. No, of I've course. Always, I've always found that fascinating. So the fact that you found that fascinating as well, where you like, because pro wrestling is that, right? You know, it's you true. got your big guys, you got your luchas, you got your, and everything. So like, oh man. And so it, it's always been that, that correlation between the two industries. Once MMA got to that level. Right? I, and so. I find in wrestling, especially styles clashes are the best because I can't remember, like, you always put, like, two big men together. Yeah, it's an attraction, but it's not that great. You put a big man and a small man together, oh, my God. You put, like, a striker and a submission guy together, oh, my God. Like, you know, What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, storytelling. What's going to happen? What's thank you. Happen? Thank you, right? Yeah. And that's where oh, we're always the best matches for me. And, yeah, and, and I totally agree. Like, everything, it's, it's styles. Like, you want to see that. And nowadays, everyone's complaining about... MMA being watered down because there's just so many more athletes and so many cards and everyone ha- sort of has the same style nowadays because no one wants to take that risk. Thing. It's not like the, the original days, right? I agree. I agree. But I think in the original days, there was no precedence. So That's people true. didn't know they needed to be well-rounded fighters. That's true. We didn't know you needed to be a well-rounded fighter until Hoist Grace. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Because, like, if it wasn't for Royce Gracie, let's not pretend and act like people would be trying to... No, I'm for real. No, I know. Trust me. Oh, like, I know. Like, come on, let's be honest. Jiu-Jitsu ain't new. No, it's not. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu... It's been around for years. New. You see what I'm saying? Right? And so, it's like, it was popularized because when it was practiced on that forum in UFC, mm-hmm. he won. Exactly. You know not saying? only so did he win, he took down a huge guy on top of it, right? <laughs> somebody who somebody who should have washed him, bro. Right. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, Royce Gracie should have got washed. But I think that's the beauty of mixed martial arts, the yeah. beauty of the styles clash. And so when you say nobody wants to take risks, I feel like the people in the beginning 
they took risks because they didn't know that it was a risk. Sure. Because that's the thing where it's like, well, why don't you take risks? And it's like, of course, it's easy for, uh, and I'm not speaking for you on you per se. Of course. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, we always hear that in pro wrestling. We always hear that in martial arts. You've probably heard it in other sports as well. It's like, well, this guy should have did this. This guy, why didn't you take more right? risks? Well, <laughs> if I take that risk and I get tapped on the chin and I get knocked out, yeah, I know. I'm the only person that's got to deal with the embarrassment. That is true too. On the flip side, yeah. You know, that person at home can go, this wasn't his night. Well, hold on. What happened to taking risks? Because if I wouldn't have taken risks, I would have been safe. Right? You know? And so. I think it's always one of those things where I feel like us as athletes, like, um, and we have to be careful of that because it is true. You're absolutely right. You're 100% correct. But we have to keep it in the context of the era that, Mm. like, guys don't want to take risks now because MMA is, like, a big-time deal. True. Right? Like, when when Conor got tapped out by by Diaz, right? Yeah. Like, it was it was crazy because we were like, oh shit, that's what you get. And it was like <clears throat> Connor got humbled and whatever, right? But it's like it just wasn't his night. I know. And the thing was, it's like that was probably embarrassing. Or like Rhonda when she lost to Holly. I know. Like she when she one. did her interview, she came out, she was like, I struggled with like living. Yep. Because everybody saw you get knocked off. Do you know what I mean? It's and I don't true. care how talented you are, how confident you are, if you get hit, knocked out, embarrassed, defeated on that stage. And it's a part of the game, right? One person wins, one person loses, right? And it should be that simple. Unless you're the person in the can that lost. It's true. You're the only person who knows what the fuck that feels like. Excuse my language. You're the only person who knows what that feels like, right? And so I think that's why people don't take as much risk now. You know, because if it falls flat, the whole world saw it. You know what I mean? The first UFC event, it wasn't millions and millions of people. Watching. No, you're right. And everyone was just taking a risk and everyone was just trying to get paid. That's all they cared about. Yeah. And there was no like endorsements. There was no social media, right? So, 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 so the platform is completely different. That is true. The audience. You know? And so I, I try to be responsible with that. And I feel like all of us who, who are enthusiasts, practitioners, whatever, what have you, we should all try to be responsible in that light. When it's just like, guys, don't take risks. It's hard to. It is true. It's hard to. It's hard to spend time in a discipline because for me, I spent my most time in a little bit of judo, but it was mostly Muay Thai, yep. jiu-jitsu, and some Taekwondo and judo, right? There you go. Um, I, do I want to... Um, dive further into Taekwondo? Sure. But who uses Taekwondo really in the UFC? I know. Why would I, why would I distract it? That's not even sharpening the tools. That's not even taking a risk. That's a distraction. It's so true. You know what I mean? And so it's one of those things like it's a scary thing. The fight game is scary just like that. It's so scary that you don't want to take a risk because if you take a risk and you bet on yourself and you're wrong, Everybody saw it, but you got those guys like the Adesanya's, like the Sil- like the Silvas, the Jones, yep. the Cormiers. Do you have those those McGregor's, the Diaz, the guys who will bet on themselves in front of everybody, be defeated and not get and one not fuck? And that's what right? makes them special, and that's what makes them above everyone else, right? Right. But it's like 
I don't want us to frame the narrative as if those guys are the norm because I feel like we're discrediting those guys too. No, of course. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I feel like I feel like I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, like it's like you're right. It's almost it's not watered down though. I feel like it's just guys trying to. Well, how about this? How about if, okay? How about I flip the narrative a bit? Not watered down. How about if I use this terminology yeah. that there's a okay. template now for what an MMA fighter should do and what he should be going into oh, in a fight? Yeah, like you know and what I mean. That's what boring. I mean. That makes it maybe it makes it boring, right? From a fan's but, point of view, yeah. But let me ask you this though: sure. if you and me are we just gonna line it up and run it? We're gonna train for six weeks and we're gonna line it up and run it. And you do your research on me, right? You like okay, he's a he's a. Uh, he spent a lot of time in jujitsu, but he's known for being a striker. So your strategy is already like, hold on, he might have something I don't know about. <laughs> exactly. Hold, hold <laughs> like, you're not even thinking about putting on an entertaining fight. It's no, you're you not. You could get fucked. It, no, right? you, you could kick last. Exactly. Right. And so we have to put ourselves in the shoes of the people in the can, right? No. And so it's difficult to do that when you're not in the can. And then, but when you are there, you, we have to hear those. Right. I'm sure you've heard it. You know, sometimes, you know, when you do a podcast and a guy goes, oh, well, you should have asked those kind of questions. <laughs> All the time. You probably heard it, dude. I know you have. Right. You probably heard it. It's like, oh, this, this freaking guy. Why is he asking that? He should have asked the, 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 the wrestler how he got into wrestling first. Why did he save that for the <laughs> well, no, But like, for real, I'm I just trying you. to frame it yeah, in yeah. a way that you could, you know, you relate to it. You would go. Yeah. Well, you ever think that everybody fucking does that? So every rest, I don't want a wrestler on my podcast having to answer that question first because he answered that question first. That you know, but if I sure. if I throw it at the end, I still ask the question, and he's had a good time in my interview, and it's just just the, he just throws the <laughs> answer out, and I still covered it. There you go. Did I do something wrong, or you just criticizing me because I did something different? Well, that's well, and that's society nowadays, right? Different. You know? is the new, I guess, whack job. Like, you know, whereas to me, when I grew up, it was, you be different, you be out of the box so people notice you. But now it's like, if you try and do that, but again, I can't really say that either because at the but same it's like time... What it's like both of us were saying, it's a different time now. It is a different time. But but then I, I, I think about, say, for example, fashion. When I was a kid, if you rolled up in Walmart sneakers, people would fucking make fun of you all day long. Now, it doesn't matter what you wear. You could wear fucking dress shoes. You could wear whatever you want with jeans. No one will say a shit. So it's like, so I don't know. Some stuff is acceptable. So I don't know. I don't know who, who dictates what's what. <laughs> and But that's the, that's the beauty of fighting and wrestling. It's just like, at the end of the day, the only people that decide it is the people in the can, people yeah. in the in the in the trenches. Yep. You know. See, and that's why I love both sports or entertainment fact because MMA yeah. is a pure sport, obviously, where you need a winner, and they go out there like how you said, not to entertain. Entertain's a part of it, but they're out there to win, and that's their main goal. Whereas in wrestling. You could take the L and still be entertaining. Like, for example, in AEW's case, look what happened with Britt Baker. She got the L in that bloody match, but yet she's more known and higher regarded than Thunder Rosa. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. So it's it's oranges yeah. and apples sometimes. But then sometimes it's, it's the it's same. A, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's the it's a different animal, but the same beast. It's, it's weird like that, though. It's weird. And, you know, I think... You know, I'll applaud you because I think a lot of people who are critical, a lot of people who uh, call themselves uh, experts or pundits or journalists, whatever, what have you, right? Sure. They don't even realize that. 
which you just alluded to, of it's different. It's this, It looks the same, right? Um, but it's different. It's a different yes. animal on the same beast, but they should both be respected equally. No, and those people I don't understand. Okay, I understand if you've never been able to go in a ring or like... Luckily, myself, because of the podcast, I've been able to go in a wrestling ring, take some bumps to see what it's actually like. I'll never be a wrestler. Thank you. What you guys do is fucking amazing. And I've and that made me respect these guys on a whole different People level. I don't understand that either. Right. Like, oh, you peel that, you peel that back, it's a mat, like that thick, and then it's fucking plywood. Yes. They're like, oh, there's not a spring on it? No, <laughs> fucking that's us bouncing. It's a mattress. Idiot. Like, yeah, you... <laughs> but, but again, okay, right? Now that you've taken that bump and you felt that pain, if I ask you to describe it to somebody who never, you can't. You can't. It's true. Well, it's like how you guys say it, but most of the time it's a car crash. Yeah. Like, you know, and the same thing goes for MMA. Like I've had the privilege of rolling with a black belt, showing me some moves. And I was like, hold just my grip strength alone after like I was dying just from that. I had no idea how much grip and how much forearm strength goes into BJJ. It's, it's crazy. Understand how hard it is to swim until you're in deep water. And That's the thing, but I still don't understand because okay, for example, like the ones who've been covering it for years, you talk to the guys, you know what they go through. Like you would think by just would talking think. that you would realize it and have a little bit of respect, but no, it's it's yeah. like I, I again, That's I don't get wrong. it. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like honestly, we could do that all day. <laughs> like you know, go back and forth about that all day. I know. That's um, true. But no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think. But I think that's the excitement of both the industries, right? Is that it's ever-changing. That's the and other so, thing I like. You know, Always evolving. You don't know. Like, think about it. Five years ago, a guy like Darby Allen would not be a star. Yep, you're right. He's one of the biggest ones that we have in the industry right now. Exactly. You know? And so, you know, uh, kudos to his resiliency. Kudos to uh, uh, not only being consistent, but being persistent. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, uh and then we all have to do it in pro wrestling. That's what I will say. Like, I, I hate the narrative of when people start to succeed, it's uh, all the hard work. He's worked hard. And it's like, sure. no, listen, everybody's working hard, dude. Right. It, it hurts that you only see the people who ink the deals. You only see the people who have their WrestleMania moments. You only see those people, right? Um, you know, you spend time around, you know, MMA and pro wrestling. You know in mixed martial arts, right? You know in martial arts. The guy going into the cage ain't the only guy that put in that hard work for four to six weeks. Nope. His whole team was there. Exactly. Right? But that's that's the shit they don't see. No, it's so true. And and again, like you said, we could talk about this for days and days. We but day. the yeah. one thing that I never... Okay, now, even in your case, being both MMA and pro wrestling fans... There's been some promotions who's tried to mix both, like have a couple of pro wrestling bouts, have a couple of MMA bouts, but it never really worked. Why do you think that is? Because I like oh, I would love that shit. Like I'm sure there's people out there. You got to give me. A oh, oh, oh. <laughs> here we go. No, nah, nah, we speak the real though. We out here, dog. We out here. <laughs> um, I think. Let me find a way to frame this answer. Because uh -oh. <laughs> I want to give you the real answer, but I want to frame it in a way that I'm not disrespectful. Sure. Uh, um, it's, you can't copy respect. Okay. It's a tagline from a, a battle rap organization called URL. They have this tagline, you can't copy respect. Right? I can, you like, again, you've, 
you've rolled, right? You, you, you've rolled with a black belt, right? Mm. You can't copy that. Okay. You can't simulate that. I know. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why. You can't simulate that. But in pro wrestling, we have to... You can tell the difference between the guys who are fighters and the guys who got MMA gloves on. Ah. I like that analogy. You can't copy, can't copy respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you out there rolling, you you understand what it's like to roll with a black belt. Because mm. you you got you got to respect it. Yeah, of course. You got you got. There's no choice. You can't copy respect. So the weird thing is in wrestling, you can't copy respect either. Mm. So there's a lot of MMA people who cross over into pro wrestling and they can't do it. Yeah. Because you can't copy respect. And they think so because they they're wrestling. They think they're real the tough guys. It's, that, it's yeah. a different animal, and it's the same beast. So you can't be a pro wrestler, a stri- like strictly a pro wrestler, and simulate an MMA fight. I won't say you can't simulate combat, right? But you can't simulate an MMA oh, no. fight. No, no, you can't copy respect. You can't copy that. That's that's authentic, and you only know that if you're in the fire. You can only yeah. understand that heat from being in the fire. That's true, right? And so. Now you can enjoy the fruits of it, right? If I if I put a big fire and, and, and cook some steak on it, now you can eat that of course. and be like, oh yeah, that fire made a great fucking steak. That shit good <laughs> shit. Right? But if I told you, explain to me the temperature of the fire, I can't you can't. Yeah. But if I fucking put your hand in it, You're gonna you can it. tell me. You can tell me immediately. The minute your hand touches the flame, you can tell. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Of you course. can't copy respect. But I would say the same thing where if an MMA fighter was just like, oh, I can do this pro wrestling shit, no problem. You can't copy respect. No, you can't. So now you tatering everybody, you you fucking shoot punching everybody, beating the fuck, and nobody wants to fucking work with you. It's true, you and it's happened. I've heard stories of you guys like that. Respect. I know. You see what I'm saying? You can't copy respect. Okay, and so, I like that. That's why you got to credit a guy like a Jake Hager, a Brock Lesnar, a Bobby Lashley, uh, a Shayna Baszler. You know, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Marina. You know, a lot of these cats who made it seamless, like even like uh, Kyle O'Reilly, bro. Like, oh him, yeah, he's one of my faves for sure. But people don't even know, bro. Like, bro, stop playing. You know, <laughs> all you gotta stop do is look at his ears for fuck's sakes. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. You can't copy respect, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at a Shayna Baszler, bro. She'll fuck up anyone. Walk, bro. Yeah, you tell she walk, bro. Cross the street. Try. Go ahead and try, bro. See how it turn out. I know. It's see, true. see how it turn out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that ain't a game, bro. So, But that's what I'm saying. So, like, a pro wrestler who tried to come into MMA, he would get eaten the fuck up because yeah. you can't copy respect. And then a, 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 a MMA fighter who tries to come into wrestling and act like it's going to be a walk in the park, it's going to be obvious immediately because you can't copy respect. That's why it doesn't work. You can't copy respect. you got to be from it. To simulate it, and when you when you from it, you don't have to simulate. That's well, of course, because then it comes all natural, and that's the best. You can't copy respect if you got the respect. If you've been in the trenches, if you respect the fire, you ain't got to copy it. Okay, how about this? How about if you open a promotion with say just half and half? You have half MMA fighters who just do MMA, half that just do pro wrestling, but you have mixed bouts in between. Like you know what I'm saying? So you'll start off with two MMA fights, then you throw in a couple of pro wrestling, then you end off with another MMA fight as the main event. How about that? I mean, how do we market that? That well, sounds amazing. That's what I'm saying. I think, closest, I think the closest thing we have to that is like, uh, 
uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Ah, good call. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Um, I think I think Bloodsport is the closest thing we have to that. Uh, and like again, uh, I want all the smoke in Bloodsport. Uh, <laughs> I've been saying that to all the boys, like in the in, on the team. I'm like, yo, like we should all just just get into Bloodsport. You know, I mean, Shane's like, we'll probably all end up fighting each other. I'm like. I don't know if I want to exchange blows with O'Shea. Uh, right? <laughs> or Moses. Or Shane. Or, listen, okay, we're the Avengers, okay? Like, <laughs> we're the Avengers now. Like, we got, we got right? to be a dream team. We're, we're the Avengers now. You know, it's like we were waiting on Griffey, you know? Like, I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> so do you watch current <laughs> MMA in itself? Do you watch UFC, Bellator, Rise, and anything? Uh, the last MMA fight that I watched, um, I go to a lot of the local MMA okay. uh, uh, things. Like, because again, a lot of those guys are my training partners. Like, ah. only two people I train with are in the UFC, right? Okay. So, um, so I spend more time in the uh, in, in like the lo- more local promotions. But my last UFC event was a few months ago. Okay. Uh, the uh, Pena. The Pena and uh, uh, Nunez. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, that's a bit far back. The one that was in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the family we all just kind of pulled up and uh, uh, we 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 got hooked up pretty. It was pretty sweet. And so, uh, in light of all the things going on right now, I can't say too much about too much. Sure. But uh, we we got hooked up with some pretty cool, uh, some some pretty sweet uh, digs. Uh, for the night of the event and got to see some of the guys and nice. uh, saw some of my teammates uh, get to fight. And it was a good event. So, like, I think that one in Dallas was the last one I went. We just nice. had some downtime. So, Keith and I were like, yo, bro, let's just go hit the uh, let's hit the, let's hit the UFC event. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just stroll in. And then it was funny. <laughs> it was so funny because uh, uh, <laughs> Keith always like, oh, just wait, bro. It's going to get worse. Oh. But, uh, we were sitting in the event, and okay. it was just one of those things where we're just all sitting there. You know, like, you know, I'm getting there, but, you know, I'm I'm not the most recognizable guy right away. You have to kind of be from our industry. To right, kind of, gotcha. Like, Keith, Keith tries to be incognito, but he's oh. like 6'3". Right. <laughs> right. He's actually down 40 pounds. Like, he's he, he looks like CGI now. It's pissing me off. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, it's stupid. I hate him. Um, but yeah, like you can see people, uh, recognizing, you know, what's going on. And so it's like, Hey, we just want to watch the fights guys. We just, we just want to watch the fights guys. <laughs> you know, We just want to watch the fights. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my last event. Uh, it was me, uh, Keith pops, the brothers and stuff. And we all just, nice. we just all had a night on the town and it was supposed to be like a down play relaxing. But I think even we got caught on like the jumbotron oh, thing. Because uh, yeah, uh, there was like one of the champions was sitting there. And we were like right behind him. Gotcha. Because we were like the fighters in the fighters and family section. Right. Like the camera is always there, right? Of course. And so at the time, I'm not even paying attention. But the freaking camera comes on. The freaking <laughs> camera comes on, and they're just like the cameras there. I'm not paying attention. Right. And then I look up. Keith's already out of the shot, bro. Like. <laughs> Like, like it was nuts. He's already out of the shot, bro. And I'm like, I look up on the jumbotron. I'm like, oh man, okay. Um, and so if I don't know I'm on camera, I have like the uh, that is awkward. It's the it's the old TV sitcom Act Normal, right? right? 
Yeah, he just sits there like, hey. Yeah, you're just like, you kind of do the whole, like, they see you, you're like, oh, and you just kind of look weird for a second. So I was like, and again, it was on national TV. So you're like, God dang it. Yeah, but you had to do the tough man thing. I know the listeners can't listen to it, but like you punch the screen. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's too late. Because you can't go from like, Oh no! I didn't know I was on camera. To like, yeah, I'm right? totally cool. <laughs> That's not a thing. That is um, true. And if you try, you can try it. But if you try it, it's gonna look worse. Yeah, it looks forced yeah, at that so, point. Yeah. yeah so I didn't want to. You know, so I was just like, ah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like, ah. Oh. But no, uh, that was my last uh, MMA experience. It was just hanging out with some of the guys. I got to. Post up and chop cool. it up uh, with uh, Kevin Holland. Uh, he's go. a guy that uh, he's a he's a guy in, from the Dallas area that uh, gotten to spend you know a few rounds with, and we did a few radio shows together uh, in Dallas. And then uh, nice. Stephen Peterson, uh, Ocho, Stephen Peterson, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, we were just hanging out. Everybody's hanging out, and so that was my awesome. last uh, thing. It was pretty fun. We're just like yeah, a few months. How ago. about yourself? Do you ever want to step into cage professionally? Again, I, I don't know if I want to. It would just. I am so in love with pro wrestling. Okay, but I, but again, it's like you can't copy respect. So I, I <laughs> train four times a week, like on the on the mats and on the bags. Right. Like uh, sometimes I mix it up. Sometimes it's two and two. Sometimes it's three and one or whatever. But uh, but as far as for training to compete, you know, training to stay sharp and training to compete. Oh, that's. And so it's going to be hard to be on the road, on travel for wrestling, and do a weight cut, <laughs> and do this, and do like. I know that's it, why when like people like, like, like lastly, I was just going to say and, like and, I don't know how they did it. Who can do that type of shit? Like, that's crazy. Uh, they better than me. I'm just look. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna cap. I'm not gonna get on here and cap. Right. Being honest, uh, but <laughs> so I don't know, right? I don't know. I'm I'm having so much fun in pro wrestling. Uh, like you were alluding to earlier, uh, 2022 was crazy for me. You know, CMLL, um, Ring of Honor, Impact, and AEW in the same year. Right? That's pretty. That's awesome, that's pretty, my friend. That's pretty cool. And but think if I was trying to do all of those things and fight too that right something's got to give right and so yeah i definitely uh i want to fight again because i'm a competitor i I like to compete right you know sure like to compete you know uh but (laughs) there's a level of me that's having too much fun yeah i'm having too much fun it's a great time to be a pro wrestler right now it's a great time to be a fan of pro wrestling right it's I mean, take all the drama out, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to the audience and mince words. Like, there's not a lot of drama in in pro wrestling right now, but, but there's always it's so it's so much fun, and the group of guys are so amazing. Even on like the indies, like everybody's good. It's everybody's so good. This past weekend, you know, at, at Battle of Los Angeles, right? Uh, you know, Brian Keith. Had an amazing weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are like, where'd this guy come from? He came out of nowhere. Are you dumb? Right. right? <laughs> Twenty years. Are you dumb? Are you dumb? 
That's a, been like, the one I that, that, the one I hate that people always say too is Daniel Garcia. It's like, do you not know what this man did on the Indies before he fucking got on AEW TV? That's what I'm saying. Are you dumb? <laughs> well, I think what I think with Daniel is because he's still so young. That's yeah, I, yeah, I guess, but still, man's a. But think about a guy like Nick Wayne. By the time he's there's no one. By the time he's thirty, he'll be a fucking fifteen, twenty year vet. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so true. Guys so young, you know That's what I mean? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there are so many guys, right? Um, I'm having too much fun in pro wrestling because there are so many guys that are so good that you've never heard of, right? I'm sure the same is 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 can be said in MMA, right? But I well, think of for pro wrestling. There's so many guys that are so good that you've never heard of. No, it's, it's so just, true. And it's crazy. And so you go, there's a lot of guys off the top of my head that I can name. If they had a spot in Battle of Los Angeles, they would be national names today. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, a guy like a Moonshine Mantel would be a national name today. Um, just off to, uh, Gino, uh, Latin Heartthrob Gino, mm. another Texas guy. Um, Man, it's a guy like Bear Brown. You know what I mean? Uh, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a guy like uh, Exodus Prime, which you saw him on Rampage with Wardlow. Oh, that's right. And, you know, again, and overnight, right? You know, good stuff. Uh, and so there's a lot of guys that I think about, like, who are in, like, Revolver at Sammy Callahan's promotion in Revolver. Yeah, yeah. That whole roster is nuts. That whole roster is dumb. It's just dumb. It's dumb how good everybody is. Dumb. It makes it's how, it makes me mad how dumb it is. People are good. Or you go out to the West Coast, everybody's good out there. You go to the East Coast, everybody's good. You go to the Midwest, right? The St. Louis area. Uh, Come up Davey north here. He's got yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like bro, you, Canada. You can go to England, Germany. That, Japan, another hot talk about Japan. Australia. Coasting up in Mexico. Listen, in Mexico, everybody cold. Like, even the 14-year-olds. I know, right? As soon as they walk during a ring. <laughs> bro, they, bro go to, yeah, for real, go to CMLL. You will realize you need to get your shit together as a, as a wrestler. You know what? Uh, that is on a, on a bucket list. Like, the two countries I want to visit to watch a pro wrestling event has to be Japan and Mexico at least once in my lifetime. Yeah. And that's the trippy part is it's one of those things where, like I said, I, I'm having too much fun in wrestling. To answer your question, I do. Want, I will always want to fight. Okay, it's, it's just who I am. But my first wrestling match in Mexico was in the Arena Mexico. And a story. My crazy. first match in Mexico was in the Arena Mexico, sold out, wow. and I won. What? <laughs> get the, what? Bro, there are people who spend their entire careers and they don't ever get to step have perform. That's my true. first day. And the thing is, is I didn't even understand what an honor and privilege and opportunity it was at the time. Oh. I didn't have an understanding of what had just happened right. until I was on the plane to go fucking on. See? My God. And you know what? If I was in your case, the one thing that – if because I, I love both. And if I had the skill and whatever, the drive to go into both of them, I would choose pro wrestling on the fact that you perform more. So you're always doing something. You're always in the ring. Like, yeah, you train and whatever. But having a fight every two to three months, I don't know. There's just something where, and I understand why, obviously. And if people don't know, then (laughs) fuck, you're idiots. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, I like the consistency of pro wrestling versus, Mm -hmm. like, because in MMA, like, for example, watching your favorite fighter, you probably watch them now if they're at the top of their game twice a year. Three, four times a year. Yeah. Right? Tops. We're in pro wrestling. You can watch them every Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday night on TV. Yeah. 
So, absolutely. And so, and and so, so that, so I said all of that to say, like, yeah, absolutely, I will always want to fight. But pro wrestling is too much fun. It's 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 a good time to be a fan. It's a good time to be a, a pro wrestler. Uh, it's a good time to have any part in the pro wrestling industry. No, it's it a is. great time. It's... There's something for everybody to freaking do. Yep. And it's freaking, it's freaking cool. And that's and the I... common thread. <laughs> Yeah, that is the common thread. Wow. Okay, I want to touch a little bit pro wrestling quickly before we get into Star Wars and wrap this shit up because I know you're a huge Star Wars oh, fan. Oh, and bro. <laughs> okay. you about to see, you about to oh. mess up all my cool points, dog. <laughs> what you do you mean? Like, Star Wars listen, is cool. Listen, I, I get it, right? Right, but you're about to ruin my ability to be a tough guy, right? If I can just, you know, I can't, I can't describe to you in great detail how Revan, Darth Revan, and Darth Bane instituted the rule of two oh, right and then show up on ring of honor tv like you know i'm the best pure wrestler on the planet like hey, I lie, it. Dog. you gotta pick a lane <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> they're both real though it's, it's a fact bro i can do both but go ahead let's get it well that's the thing too right and again suspend disbelief that's what i always say when it comes to pro wrestling but <laughs> but I, again, I'm I'm not throwing smoke up your ass. Like my favorite type no, of wrestlers no, no. are like your style, like the MMA no, yeah. version of a pro wrestler. Like I fell in like the original ones that I could think of, like Ken Shamrock, Dan Severin, who's Black actually Black been Black. on the show. Go back listen Dan to Severin, that episode. So like stuff like that, I always gravitated towards. Even when like those are my guys, bro. Those when what's his name? Guys. Godfather was was uh, Kama. I love that character for some reason. Like those are my guys, bro. Like, yeah, same here. So. And the way you guys wrestle, like with the submissions and the suplexes, everything is so clean and crisp. It's your fluid, transitions, yeah, and and like you said, copying respect. Like you see that you guys weren't taught this, where you came from both sides, like of the fight game. You know what I mean? So as yourself, knowing both sides, mm-hmm. what's your favorite submission to apply on someone, and what's your least favorite to be applied on you? favorite is probably the Mata Leal uh, mm. Naked Choke okay. just because it's easy just because uh, and it's the one you see most often right That's, I never but there's a reason that. for that there's a reason for that uh, <clears throat> because you can inflict the most damage and the window to damage you is almost non-existent mm. Why wouldn't you use that one? Of course, that's my favorite one. I can do the most damage, and the window to damage me is the smallest. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like which one is prettiest that I do? Probably a triangle from the bottom. Yeah, but if I'm is. on the bottom, I'm already in deep water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's one of those things where I would say my favorite one is probably a Montaleo just because, okay. just because, like, I... I get to do all the damage, you know, <laughs> and you're in control. And, yeah. And I, I, the, I can manage the distance and the damage of that encounter. It's on me. Once yeah. I got my hooks in and I'm like, it's, it's a wrap squeeze, please. And then the <laughs> one I hate applied on me, probably joint submission, any joint submission. Oh. I freaking hate them. Choke submissions. Give me a little more time to think. Actually, right? I, I, I get a little that. more time to assess. Yeah, yeah. Right? But a joint submission is panic, right? Mm. Or at least for me. I, I won't speak for all practitioners. Okay. But at least for me, I, I realize immediately that I'm compromised. Somebody snatch an arm bar, I, my fingers are immediately locked, and I'm just like, 
I'm not thinking about anything else, but don't break. Right. Don't break this. I can imagine. That's all I'm thinking. About. That's all I'm thinking. And so I would just say for me, I don't like joint submissions. I don't like knee bars, heel hooks. Oh, those are arm the bars. I hate them. But, you know, I can transition out of a triangle. I can transition out of a Mataleao. I can, you know, a lot of the, I, because I, I have more time to assess the damage. I can defend, assess, and counter. But if it's a joint submission, I'm just like, for some reason, my brain goes, oh, shit. <laughs> well, because you don't, again, like you said, you don't want something snapping, right? Fuck. Yeah, you know, so that's me. I've always hated that in wrestling, too, how a guy will be in an arm bar for 10 seconds. I'm like, look, at the point that right. my finger grip is broken, I'm tapping. I'm not letting you fully extend my arm. Are you done? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Yeah, it's like the submission game is such a big part of pro wrestling too that people don't understand and and i don't know if you feel this way again from both sides because i love this conversation knowing both sides of the game now is me as a fan watching it i need my submissions to always be snug and to always look real even if i know it's not causing any harm like you know what i mean and does it bother you it's hard to do that too that's true because how can you make it snug without actually hurting someone at the same time right you know it's hard to do uh it's one of those things, man. It's that's why I feel like fighters have to respect wrestlers because that's a very difficult thing to do. It's hard to to lock in a triangle choke without locking in a triangle choke, right? It's so true. <laughs> well, that's why these guys are magicians. You know, I don't know how. To, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, unless <laughs> unless they on some now you see me, David Blaine type shit. I don't know. Uh, but no, so um, I don't know. It's I like them to be snug. I like them to look good and things of that nature. Uh, I just like it to feel authentic. I like the authenticity. Oh, I like that. Just like even I uh, say what you want about Swerve, like uh, fuck that guy. But uh, <laughs> not because I, I hate him, but he's a brilliant of course. performer. Swerve's brilliant. Yeah, fuck ahead of his time. Uh, I always say. Oh, bro. I will say that about him. Like, Swerve is ahead of his time. You won't realize how good Swerve Strickland yep. is until he hangs him up, mm-hmm. right? But after what he did to my bro with the cinder blocks, he's a piece of shit. For life. <laughs> but I said all that to say, uh, you know, in the opening bout, in the opening of the bout, mm-hmm. uh, uh, final battle, yeah. you know, it was stand up. Swerve had a counter for that. He tried to take it to the ground. Uh, went for the Mataleao. Mm-hmm. He had a counter, but I had a counter. It was one of those things where it's like, if he was wrestling any other pro wrestler, he would have had the advantage. Right, yeah. exactly. But hey, bro, Jiu-Jitsu is my shit, bro. I, I, <laughs> for every counter, you, I'm already, assume that you are doing what I want you to do. I was just going to so, say, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, watching that pay-per-view back and seeing the look on his face was, it was I needed that. I was like, yeah. I'm not the rest of these cats. I'm different. I get, I'm really like that. I get busy. I'm really like that. I'm really, you know, I'm really like that. I, I get busy out here, you know. <laughs> and he learned that immediately, and he got the hell out of there. <laughs> uh, but again, like if you look further into that bout, he adapted mm-hmm. and became a threat again immediately. So kudos to a guy like Swerve, even though it's fucking him for life. <laughs> yeah, that was a great exchange, by that's the way. There. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, speaking of final battle and ROH, mm-hmm. 
Obviously, you got contacted, you got signed, everything's cool, you're there. How has been your time so far working with AEW slash ROH? Um, everybody's dope, you know, and, and I know that's the PR answer, right? Everybody's <laughs> great, everybody's fantastic. Yeah, I but you wouldn't be there for shit, obviously. You know, uh, yeah, and so that's the thing, like, I give that answer, but it's, it's authentic. Everybody has been super dope, um, and... It's one of those things like pro wrestling, as nasty as it can be, at its best, it really is a brotherhood and stuff. So I I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I'll say for me, uh, having guys just kind of pull you in and kind of be like, you know, hey, this is how this works. This is how this works. Glad you're here. Cool. And then some of it be people you look up to, like a Mark Henry or a big show or you know what i mean and you go these guys have been everywhere done everything you know you know uh, being able to sit down with a guy like jerry lynn who i've watched right right? a guy like jerry lynn and um just pick his brain for hours right that's that'd be awesome you know and just just watching him, just watching him conduct himself you learn Mm. watching Everybody conduct themselves, you learn. And everybody's different, right? Uh, of course. You know how MJ, MJF conducts himself? It's different than how everybody else does. Yeah. But you can't argue that he's not successful. MJF's not around ha-ha and laughing with the guys. He's in the press box being a douche. <laughs> and nobody wants to, you know? Exactly. And I get it. Right? I get it. Like, But it works for him. Yeah. You know? or, or, or and, and so I, to answer your question, everybody's been dope. Everybody's been great. And that's I'm not... It's not a PR fluff answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's been dope and great for their own reasons. There you go. For their own reasons. No, that's that's so fair. The people I don't personally mesh with, it's on a personal level. It's never anything to do with the company. Uh, professional. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a guy yeah, like me happens. who, a guy like me who I would rather uh, tap somebody chin than tap a keyboard or you know on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, there's always going to be those guys that yeah. talk crazy and you'd be like, oh, that's cool and everything, but I just tap you on your chin, you know. So I'm obviously not going to mesh, uh, mesh with a guy like that. Yeah. Or a guy like me is like, oh, if you talk that noise and it's time to scrap, then let's scrap. So I'm obviously not going to gravitate to a guy like Swerve who's going to talk that talk and then hide behind two big tattoo dudes, right? <laughs> that's obviously on a personal level, it's not going to sit well with me. Right? Yeah, of course. But in a professional setting, in a professional uh, situation, like Swerve is, he's a pro. So everybody's a pro, and I appreciate it. in professional wrestling. I appreciate professionalism, and for the most part, in my experience, in the time that I've been around and I've been there, and from my observation, everybody's been super professional. Um, men, women, tags, everybody's been awesome. super dope. As far as from what I've seen. I can't speak on anything else. I can only speak on my perspective. Everybody's been great, and I mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Okay, so my friend, here goes your street cred down the drain again. Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, let's go. Let's flush it, bro. You know, you know. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) to start off, I know you're huge into the books. I'm not, per se. I never really got into the books and the stories of the books. I'm strictly... TV series and movie guy. Like, I grew up on the original three. Like, you know what I mean? That That's my jam. And now with Disney, like, I love The Mandalorian and all that. Are you a fan of also the movies and the TV series? You're trying to get me in trouble. Um, I want to know your nerdism here. 
Oh man, listen, I'm about to you about to nerd me all the way out, bro. I hate it. I hate it. I really? Hate it. I hate it. Okay. I like the I like the Mandalorian season two. Okay, fair. Um, I liked Rogue One. How about Andor? Because everyone's like saying this is like the I best drama. Seen, I've only seen I've only seen the first episode of Andor, and I oh, love. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I think you'll I love, love it. If you're a fan of the books, everyone says it. Andor is, you know, I just on par. I, I loved it. And I'm just, from what I could tell, I haven't seen the whole thing, but from what I could tell, uh, I love having those isolated story arcs and stories okay. where the force is not involved. Oh. Right? And so, like, even in Rogue One, I liked Rogue One because the force wasn't that prevalent. Unless Vader was on screen. Right. Which is understandable. Right. And, be, and because Vader didn't have a lot of screen time, there wasn't a lot of talk about um, the Force, right? Outside of Chariot, right? Yeah. Um, and even then, he wasn't really manifesting the Force, except that one scene where he's walking and he's they're shooting blasters oh, and he's right. not getting hit. Yeah, yeah. But it's very subtle. Yeah. yeah is that right. the Force or is he just fucking looking? You don't know, right? And so I, I like the subtlety of the writing, right? Mm. And then we didn't get a lot of it. So when they gave us that Vader on the back end where he just washes everybody <laughs> in that corridor, you immediately pop for it. Because you're like, oh, right? I didn't know I was going to, I didn't know I still wanted to see this. <laughs> or, or that's me. That's how I saw it. Right. Um, so I haven't seen a lot of Andor, but from what I did see that first episode, I liked it. Um, Mandalore season two, Mandalorian season two, um, I enjoyed. Um, I hated all the sequel trilogy. I'm sorry. No, that's not a good thing to say. And, and it, it's, hey, because because think about it on the internet, it's like, oh, if you don't like the sequel trilogy, it's like, oh, he hates women. Oh, but, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I would never have thought that. I would just like, okay, you just don't like it. But you got to be careful. You gotta be careful. He's like, he doesn't like women. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Well, Star Wars has never had strong women characters. <laughs> Crickets. Bitch. Bitch, do you have you seen? I, I let, allow me to introduce you to Princess Leia. And they're like, they're like, well, they had to go rescue her. Well, no, they went to rescue her, and she had to rescue them. Them after, except, yes. as, except as a kid, I wasn't hit over the head. That she was a strong woman. It was just Princess Leia being. Thank a strong you. Woman. Yes, I agree. You didn't have to tell me that. Exactly. I was like, oh, Skywalker and Solo. Like, y'all supposed to be saving her. Why she gotta get it? <laughs> that was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. It was, and so sometimes when you say stuff like, "Oh, he doesn't like women." I love women. Yeah. Probably too much. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, no, but. See, I'm about to get myself in trouble. No, but... <laughs> but no, so it's one of those things you had to be careful. Like, I didn't yeah. like that because of this. I didn't like that because of this. So I didn't like the sequel trilogy because there was a part of me that felt like... It was almost... Adversarial mm. to that which was before. Uh, right? No pun intended. It seemed no- forced. Mm, I see what you did there. Uh, but no, you're, you're absolutely right, and it's but it was forced on the back end because at first they tried to bastardize it. In my opinion, 
They tried to bastardize it. Okay, like, Luke Skywalker, that. ask that guy. Get him out of here. Look at this strong female who don't need no man. And yeah. it's like... Yeah, but Finn helped Okay, right? that's cool. Yeah, like, all right, cool. But what are we doing? Like, are we are we going with the story? Like, because that's cool. But what else can she do? Yeah. If, if What is the story, right? And so it felt like we were checking boxes. It's like, oh, it was Finn. He's the black guy. <laughs> No, I know. Not, I, you don't like him? No, he's fine, I guess. But, but you're black. You have to like. <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah. Oh, no. God. Yeah. I, that's fine. Oh, um, people. That's not how that works, right? But yeah. No. Totally cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Right. And it's just like, well, he's half black, so you know, he's not black enough to understand. Oh my god. Uh, you, but the, but and I, it sounds like I'm being facetious. It sounds like no, but, but I hear like, you. No, these have been real conversations, right? Yeah. And so I think we, the sequel trilogy, it was adversarial. These story beats were thrown out the window because it was like it's new. This is new. We don't care about the expanded universe. That's legends now, and this is the story, and that's okay. I don't have an issue with that. Sure, but don't try to bastardize it and then copy it. You know what? That is true because the formula was there and you could see it. And the thing is, is like, and, and people who don't, the thing is, is like, I feel like, and this is my assessment, I feel like Disney thinks we're stupid. Oh. You know what? Sometimes, yeah, I feel that too. Disney thinks we're stupid because you're, I'm a book guy. You're not about to act like Kylo Ren oh. and Ray aren't Jason Solo and Jaina Solo. Mm. Because Han and Leia's kid who turned to the dark side, that's Jason Solo. He just became Dark Kytus. Yeah. That's Jason Solo. Mm-hmm. You're just calling him Kylo Ren. Right. And then the sister has to kill him. But that's Jaina Solo. You just call her Ray. Yep. And they're not twins. They're, they got a force bond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so it's like, don't shit on, on the expanded universe, right? And then try to copy it and call it something else. I know. Don't be like, oh, we're so diverse and we're doing the, uh, you know, we're all inclusive. And, and, and again, for me, I want a good story. I don't, I, I don't want to sound like, I just like, look, give me the story. I deal with that in real life. Right. right? Like, deal with discrimination. We deal with all of this. That's real life stuff and it's old as civilization itself. Mm-hmm. Get that shit out of here. I don't need none of that for this. Right. You know what? And that's uh, what I always tell my wife when we're watching these movies. I'm like, why do they have to force these stories in? From the real, it's like okay, I get it. If 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 it's a full drama movie and that's the basis, fine. But to shoehorn it in and force it and make me be like, or even make me feel bad for not participating in something or whatnot, it's like no, no, no. I, I don't want to see a movie. But I feel like it's not even that because it's like oh, we're all inclusive. We do this, yeah. we do that, and then it's like okay, but y'all played that video, y'all played that movie in China and took the lesbian kiss out. Right? Don't do that. Thank you. Don't do that. Thank you. Either you rocking with that community or you not rocking with Thank that community. Thank you. I agree. Exactly. And I can accept either answer. Like I ain't like, look, I ain't here to I ain't here to tell you what you should believe, but don't be out here trying to pretend like you an ally to these people to get their money and then you go alienate them. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. And then tell me, because I don't like your shit, that I'm not down with the nah, you're not who you talking to? 
I'm a grown man. Who are you talking to? See, and this goes back to our conversation of being different because yeah. you think outside the box and you see what they're doing. Now you're labeled the bad person. But it, but we say it again. You can't copy respect. Thank you. There it is. Because when you see somebody who loves Star Wars and they get a hold of that lore, oh. it feels like Star Wars again, don't it? Oh, I feel so... Like, even every time I hear the first trumpet sound, the... Da-na, it's like I get an instant heart on. It's like... Oh, you because so good. You gotta think. Star Wars... Bro, my dad grew up on Star Wars. I know. Huh? It's cross-generational, of course. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my dad took me to see Star Wars. I'm gonna take my kid to see Star Wars. There, see? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bro, Star Wars is... Bro, come on. You feel me? And yep. so it's one of those things where... For most people, you can't copy respect. You can tell when somebody loves Star Wars and when people... And you can tell in Marvel. Like, that's why I say Disney. Like, you can tell Same in Marvel, shit. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you can tell somebody who wrote uh, the She-Hulk series is just like a, you don't know what pain is like because of this, 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 and this. I'm like, okay, have you watched the Incredible Hulk movies? Yes, he knows exactly what pain is like. He knows exactly how to control his anger. The most epic moment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was the revelation that he could control his anger. Right. I'm always angry. And he turned into the thing and punched the big... That was crazy. I know. And then because you want to do the whole... You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's one of those things no, where it's I like... It. I love Star Wars. And I love people that love Star Wars. If you love Star Wars, I'm good with you. I could care less about your race, your creed, your... I could, right? I could get two kids. You like so Star true. Wars? Me too. It's so true. Yeah. But I'm a lesbian. I like women too. Do you like Star Wars? Me too. That's two things we got in common. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, but I'm a black lesbian. Oh, that's cool. I'm half black and I like women and I like Star Wars. <laughs> that's three things we have in common. Let's go. I'm not, I'm not finna find reasons to, to I, fight and argue with people. Yeah. Let's love it or don't watch it. Like even the, like when you ask me, did I like these things? I'm like, no. And I didn't watch them. I'm not finna sit here and dump. There you go. I just didn't watch. Yeah. I can't move. Exactly. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And that's right. There's so much of it. Like, you know what I mean? If you like the movies, watch the movies. You like the TV shows, watch them. In your case, you love the books, read the books. I love the books. But the thing is, it's like, I like Star Wars. So if there is things in the new canon, like I loved Rebels. Oh, okay. I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. And and even uh, the Bad Batch too, apparently is very good. I saw a little bit of Bad Batch, but the parts of the Bad Batch I saw, I freaking loved it. There you go. And so there's See? so much of Star Wars that I just I know. love. And so when I hear people just dump on it for reasons that don't have nothing to do with Star Wars itself, it's like, oh, I don't like the new Star Wars. Why not? Um, there wasn't enough of this. Yeah, I know. I hate that. Oh, it wasn't the story? No! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What? That's a You know what I'm saying? So of you almost course. get looked at crazy for not liking that. But I think that happens in every avenue, right? Well, speaking pro wrestling's like that. Yeah. It's like I'm I always tell people to, if, if you don't like WWE, stop watching Raw it's and go watch right. something else. But did you hear how many people like if somebody likes AEW, you gotta hate WWE. I know. Or if you like WWE, you got hey AEW, and I'm like, or if you like death matches, that means you don't like real wrestling or whatever. Like it's, it's just like I know, you know, it's just like I, that's I like wrestling. Thank you. 
And that goes for Star Wars. And the wrestling and the wrestling that I like, I watch. The wrestling that I don't like, I don't watch. Thank you. That's why there's I variety. Like, I feel like when people do the arguing and the fight. I know. It, t- it distracts us from what we love. So, like, as much as it distracts us from Star Wars and we argue about that, I think it distracts us from wrestling. You've seen it all the time. Oh, look, intergender wrestling. And don't do it. Thank you. Because the minute you say all of that, you do all of that, it's you hate this, you hate that, you're not this, you're not that. And now the argument is about everything but, but in pro ring. wrestling. Exactly. I, got a problem. I, I will agree. always have a problem with that. No, I agree. Oh, you can't like deathmatch wrestling if you like pure wrestling. <laughs> That's the one I always hate. <laughs> oh man, I, I I wouldn't participate in deathmatch wrestling, right? Um, because self preservation, right? Sure. Uh, but I have to. You can't copy respect. I'm not about to disrespect guys who can do that on a consistent basis mm. and still love it. I'm not built like that. Would God bless you? Exactly. And there's a market for it. Of if people are going to paste it, and there's a market for it, I'm not going to shit on these guys for making their money. No, of course. I'll leave that to old Jim. Jim Cornette. <laughs> He's got it. No, I hear you. And, and for the record, I love Jim Cornette. For the record, there you go. I love Jim Cornette. <laughs> now, he shit on me one time. Oh, no. I love Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who on the Jesus titty fucking Christ is J.D. Griffin? <laughs> That was harsh, my guy. Is he related to Ken Griffey? If he was related to Ken Griffey, I'm sorry. Oh my God, that is. Yeah, it, that's yeah. It, 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 he's funny. He's but but think about it. How many people do you see like I hate Jim Cornette? This, this, and that. I'm gonna say this, and I hope that, I hope this gets quoted. I'm I sure it will. Jim Cornette, I think Jim Cornette is the greatest heel in history. He's still he's up helping there. the business now. Because I think that there are people who watch AEW and root for them just because they hate Jim Cornette right? and shit. Right? He's still being a good heel. He's shining up. This is the heat. And every time AEW does something good, that's the comeback. Like, he's still <laughs> he's helping AEW by shitting on him. Yep. It's true. It's that's so why true. some people get mad. I'm over here like, hell yeah. Baby face me, dog. <laughs> me. Right? Oh man. Yeah. You know, and so it's just weird. And there's people yeah. if you like Cornette, you can't like Meltzer. If you like Star That's what Wars, I mean. It's one or the other. I know. If you I if you like show. UFC, you can't like wrestling. If you like it which I will agree with you on that. If you can't like MMA or wrestling, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Right? To me, they're totally, well, I should say totally different, but they are on total different spectrums, in my opinion. They're different, but I feel like the argument is just like, MMA's boring, like, there's no there's no pageantry, these guys are all boring. And then Conor McGregor starts cutting promos, and he's the biggest star. Right. How you shitting on wrestling? This, he became a, what you saying? Or a guy like Logan Paul, who, you know, he boxed, he did all these other combat things. And then, like this, and he's a he's a, a, a internet personality yep. or whatever. I mean, I know he got into some trouble with some, some stuff that he. I don't. Oh know. yeah, that whole pig thing. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but um, allegedly, but as you like, said. Yeah, but but even a guy like that, his transition to pro wrestling was seamless. It was well because he's an athlete, right? 
You know what I mean? And then you had a guy like Miz, who's just a talented performer, who can go in there and no put on something. A guy like Roman Reigns, who's a talented performer. And then, you know, and him being able to, you know, put his stuff up. We can do this all day because it's like we, you and I are having this conversation trying to find something good to gravitate onto. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that's how you have to see all forms of entertainment, I think. I have to. Because why are you watching it Thank if you. you're not? What the? Thank I'm you. Not, I'm sorry. I'm not going to watch a bunch of shows to piss myself off. Like, life sucks enough sometimes for us. Like, right? even in regular like, TV and movies. Yeah, if, if I'm watching something on Netflix and I don't like you one or two episodes in, I'm done. Why am I going to torture myself? I hate it, bro. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, and it, you see people getting arguments about it. Oh, like friends. They don't watch it. Thank you. I've seen it on Twitter like the past month that I brought it up. People are like, Twitter, uh, 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 Friends isn't funny. I don't, I don't know why that it. needed to be a tweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't it's, know why I saw ridiculous. that. I just kept scrolling. But you've seen it. You've seen it in Star Wars. Like we were talking about everything. In everything you could pinpoint it to. And it's really sad. It's really it sad because I feel like even in this conversation, we started talking about our love for Star Wars and just. The nastiness and negativity of it—that's where our conversation. Because of these people, see, we're feeding right into them. Damn it! And because it's human nature. It is, and that's the bottom line. I know, and it's FOMO. It's the fear of missing out because you want to be in on the conversation and be in on sort of like the backstage stuff. So everyone watches and combs everything with a fine. Well, goes through with a fine comb. So then, so then, my question to you is this: Then, like, because I want to get. Because we all wrestlers, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, okay, right? Okay. But I, I feel like I always want to have that outside perspective. Like, sure, does it ever bother you guys when y'all hear all the backstage stuff and it's just like we just want to hear about the rest? Does that ever bother you guys? It, like, okay, in my case, it bothers me when it takes away from the in ring talent. Like, again, whatever happened, happened. That's fine. The whole AEW CM Punk thing, it was taking away from the pay per view, especially those last few matches. All it was talking about was a press conference, and it's like, okay, if it was just a one-off thing. That was some bad matches that night. That's what I'm saying, and now it's all overshadowed. All overshadowed. So in that case, I don't like it. But if it's like little nuggets here and there, or if it's little news, that, or if even if it pertains to someone's character that'll make him go yeah. over or even hate him more, sure. Uh, to me, that's fantastic. But, that's keep that shit wrestling, bro. I, I I love when we can keep it wrestling, and and that's the thing that I've been saying is like keeping that shit wrestling, bro. There you go. Keeping that shit wrestling. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I always wonder, like, outside of wrestling, what do people think? Like, I think majority love think? it, to tell you the truth. From what I see, I think people eat it up. Because, like I said, because uh, it, it makes them feel a part of the show. It makes them feel a part of, I'm putting up parentheses, as the boys. You know what I mean? So, like, even when they uh, use the, the lingo, like, I always try and not use the, the lingo that you guys use because I'm not a wrestler, so I don't feel honored to try and use it. But you being respectful, though. You, don't try, you can't copy respect. Right? See? But then there's people that are like, oh, look at that botch. And then it's like, do you even know what a real botch is? Like, you know what I mean? Just, just stop. Just stop. There's no, there's no such thing as a botch in wrestling. <laughs> Thank you. There. <laughs> okay well we could go on and on we're fucking pushing 115 now like oh this is this oh, was amazing oh, 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 look at us. <laughs> so i'll have to have you back we'll go we'll delve deeper into done. more stuff like you know what i mean i'm sure you next bro, time you'll be on you'll be a champ matches, bro. Hell yeah. next time you have me on you gotta have a whole squad on you gotta get us all <laughs> that, that's gonna be dangerous if we do that though <laughs> but for sure for sure Definitely, man. Most definitely. Okay, thank you once again, JD. Promote your shit where people can find you. Anything you want to put oh, out absolutely. there, floor's all yours. Absolutely. Uh, 
thank you everybody for uh, listening to the broadcast. It's been amazing. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. Go give me a like and a follow at that JD Griffey on both platforms. Uh, shout out to my teammates at Sharpen Iron Academy, Sign Star MMA, mm. uh, Chayo Muay Thai Academy, and Merced MMA in California. Uh, shout out to my, my my bros, STP. Shout out to Keith Lee, Speedy Recovery, Bucksworth. Uh, that's all. <laughs> And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them almost definitely helps me out. Most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All right. Last question and then we're, we're out of here. All right. Let's get it. Dark side or the force? Right? Should I give the right answer or my answer? Your answer, of course. Uh, see, I feel like my answer is going to show why the dark side is dangerous. <laughs> I would say, I would say, my answer is, I think I could tame the dark side. Oh. But every Sith that has ever existed has thought that, right? Which is ex- Anakin thought that, Luke thought that, like every like, and so I go. I go into it saying I'm going to be the the outlier, right? <laughs> but that thought process in itself is the reason I'm not, right? <laughs> so, so I think I my answer would be dark side. I would try to control it and succumb to it uh, and lose my way because that's just human nature. It's just what we do. We're just awful, spiteful creatures who are just do. We're all doing our best, but we're but in our in our, in our nature, we're all spiteful, nasty creatures. But we're we're do, we're trying to be better. And the dark side is not conducive to that, which is why you shouldn't <laughs> choose it. But I'm just explaining why I did. So, so <laughs> that's awesome. On that's my answer. Yeah. On that note, he's JD. I'm Steve. This oh. is the podcast. Peace.